Shalom, and thank you for listening to the weekly teaching from Nachamu Ami. It's our honor that you've chosen to participate virtually, and we hope that this lesson will be an inspiration in your daily walk. Don't miss a single teaching. Be sure to download the Nachamu Ami app by visiting our website at www.makeandmessianic.com and clicking the Download the App button in the top left corner. Enjoy the message. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, the high holidays are going very well so far. So far, so good. That's what I always say. But today is something uh, special, which you've heard. You heard in the music, we had songs of return, songs of humility, songs of repentance. Our, our Shabbat litur- our liturgy adds certain things for Shabbat Shuvah. It is uh, traditional on Shabbat Shuvah, which means the Shabbat of return, as I've said from Hosea. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have caused you to stumble. This is the Shabbat Haftorah reading. It is traditional on this day for the rabbi to expound at great length on the importance of Teshuvah. And so, I would like to ask for your permission for the rabbi to expound at great length today on Teshuvah. But I'm not talking about just any rabbi, I'm talking about the chief rabbi. I'm talking about, let's listen to what Yeshua says about Teshuvah. Because actually, our rabbi came with a message, did he not? What was the rabbi's gospel message? Repent, for the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom has drawn near, the kingdom is nearby. Repent, for the kingdom is near. Shabbat Shalom. Enjoy lunch. (laughs) He is a master of words. See, I could learn a thing or two, right? How to condense sermons. Seriously, that is a good message and the appropriate message for today. I mean, the king is in the field. That's what we learn about the high holidays. That means that the, kingdom, the king is not seated upon the throne on high. The king has come down and the king is dwelling in our... He is waiting upon us to have this return. These days are about repenting, correcting our behavior. So it turns out that Yeshua's message, the gospel message, could fit directly into the high holidays and Shabbat Shuvah. Rabbi, 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 you've missed it, Damien. You've missed it. The gospel message is about eternal life. The gospel message is about believing and going to heaven. And maybe you should reread this section of scripture. It's in a book called John. He was the disciple whom Jesus loved, and he wrote a great book. And there's a chapter in it called John 3.16, and it says, and it, it basically says what the gospel message is. As a matter of fact, I mean, you know, it's 
kind of famous. It's about eternal life and, and all that kind of stuff. And really, as I'm thinking through this, Rabbi, maybe you should think through this Yom Kippur thing and this, this repentance thing. And, and I mean, maybe you've really missed that. I mean, we have Yeshua. We are redeemed. We are going to heaven. Do we really need to be doing this stuff? Do you know what I know? I know that for the majority of the believers in the world, that is the perspective on what we're talking about here in terms of the high holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. I know that. And part of my job is to help kind of not correct that, sounds so haughty, but correct that. But I also know this. I know that in this room, there are some people who have a similar feeling, if not a similar feeling, at least a bit of confusion. Why, if I have Yeshua, do I need to be worrying about like this guilt and, and all this, this stuff about sin? And I don't, I, I don't know if I need to do that. So I have this, you know, what if, what if, you know, what if you're right, that, that that is the gospel message? Believe in me, go to heaven, and Jesus, we're as good as we could ever be. We don't need to do anything else. And the idea here of acknowledging my guilt for sins for the past year and making a change and, and getting back on a path, what possible good could come from that? And as a matter of fact, if I do anything like that, in essence, maybe it kind of seems like I'm undoing Yeshua's work on the cross. Like I'm saying, well, that, that's not good enough. And as I think even further, Yeshua probably wouldn't want us to do that. And so maybe he probably wouldn't want us to do these things. We've done what, we, we've done what he asked. We repented, we said the prayer, we believed, and now the kingdom is available to us. We're going to heaven, and that's what matters, and we should rest in that. And of course, yes, we're always working to be better disciples of Jesus. I mean, we're always going to be thinking through that, but, but at the end of the day, Jesus said, it is finished. He fixed it all. So I might want to rethink this Yom Kippur repentance thing. After all, I never saw Jesus doing this Shabbat Shuvah high holidays thing. And I remember John 3.16. Turn to John 5. After this, there was a Jewish feast, and Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. After what? After this, there was a Jewish feast. After what? Well, you'd need John 4 to know that, but John 4 wouldn't help you because it wouldn't tell you after what. After this just means at a later time. Yeshua went up to Jerusalem for a feast, a Jewish feast. Hmm, what else would he go there for? But which one? Which feast did he go up for? It doesn't say. 
in, and, and, and there is some speculation that they're talking about Sukkot, but, but in John 5, it says he went out for a feast. In John 6, he's celebrating Passover. In John 7, he's celebrating Sukkot. In John 10, he's celebrating Hanukkah. And those are clearly named. These are the festivals. Which feast did he go up to? I don't know. And no one actually knows, but I have a thought. I have a thought. My point in saying that is that the New Testament is not necessarily chronologically ordered, but, but, but let's consider our rabbi's words, our chief rabbi in a very relevant context and what they might mean for us in this season. What if, what if you went up to Jerusalem for a Jewish feast and that feast was none other than Rosh Hashanah, which would have been called that. It would have been called Yom Truah, or it may have been called uh, Yom Hazikaron, the day of remembrance. What if? Well, first off, first off, earthly Rabbi Damien, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, is not a commanded biblical feast. It's not one of the three feasts where he would need to go to Jerusalem, so he wouldn't do that. Well, let me explain one quick thing to you as a sort of a side note. Tishrei 1, Rosh Hashanah. Tishrei 10, Yom Kippur. Tishrei 15, Sukkot. Tishrei later, Shmini Atzeret. It was not uncommon at all for Jerusalem to be filled with pilgrims during these days. Because if you go for Rosh Hashanah, what do you get to do? You get to go to the temple and you hear the sound of the shofar, which is a commandment that you're supposed to do along with the two silver uh, trumpets. And 10 days later, who would really want to miss the high priest's work and the scapegoat and uh, prisoners, pilgrims, Pilgrims line the road to watch the scapegoat go and be pushed off the cliff. Five days after that, what was happening? There was a commanded feast. Every Jewish male must arrive in Jerusalem. But you can't just leave Jerusalem. You can't leave the Galilee necessarily on the 14th and just show up in the fifth, on the 15th in Jerusalem. That takes some time, right? You got to walk. You might ride a donkey, but it takes some time. So, so what if this unnamed feast, Yeshua has arrived for the high holidays? It's Rosh Hashanah. It's Yom Teruah. And what was the theme of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur. What was the theme? What have we talked about? Repentance. Hmm. This sounds familiar. Like he was going all over Israel, giving a message that said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it seems kind of consistent that his theme of repent, turn and return Oh, well, Damien, this, this, this teshuva thing, all that, that's a, that's, a, that's a later development by the rabbis. That, that wasn't really around then. Let me read you something from the Mishnah, Rosh Hashanah 1-2. Mishnah, I'll come back. At four times, the world is judged. On Pesach for the crops, on Shavuot for the fruits of the tree, on Rosh Hashanah, all the world passes before him like sheep, as it says, he that fashioneth the hearts of them all, that considereth all their doings, Psalm 33, and on Sukkot they are judged for the waters. That's the Mishnah. 
some of the oldest legal, religious, and philosophical reasoning in Judaism that predates Yeshua, not in its codification or its written down, but its content was around before Yeshua. Stick with me, it'll get better. This is historical and important. But some of this document, some of the Mishnaic text here tells us that Elul and the holidays uh, leading into Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, they have long been important within Judaism. And though the observances of them may look different today than they did then, the themes of teshuva, repentance, soul, accounting, and all those things were very much there early, early, early on. So this whole idea of teshuva and repentance during these days is not a later rabbinic development. He was there for the yamim norayim, the days of awe between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And what happened while he was in Jerusalem for this festival? Now, in Jerusalem, there's a pool by the Sheep Gate called Betzata in Aramaic. We know it as Bethesda, or Betzeda in Hebrew. It's Bethesda, right, in English? Is that what it is? Pool of Bethesda, which has five porches. In these, in these, a crowd of invalids was lying around, blind, lame, disabled. Now, a certain man had been an invalid there for 38 years. Seeing lying there and knowing he had been there away a long time, Yeshua said to him, Do you want to get well? Do you want to get healed? The invalid answered him, sir, I have nobody to put me into the pool and the water stirred up. While I'm trying to get in, someone else steps down before me. Yeshua tells him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Immediately the man was healed. He took up his mat and started walking around. Now that day was Shabbat. Hmm. If Yeshua had gone up to Israel, to Jerusalem for a festival, and that festival was Rosh Hashanah, and the next thing that comes along is Shabbat. What Shabbat might that have been? This one. This Shabbat. Now, interestingly, the main thrust of this in many, many, many Christian opinions and and discussions is the takeaway here is that Yeshua was a Sabbath violator who told the establishment to go suck an egg. I don't care about that. Now, that's a lie. That's not true. So we're going to dismiss that out of hand, as they say. And I'm going to tell you something and show you something that is cool. So this healing is happening on Shabbat. Now, hold up. Yeshua is there for Rosh Hashanah. There's an attitude all over, the, all over the city of Teshuvah and all these things. And he shows up in Shabbat Shuva. But you can't prove that, Rabbi, and you can't disprove it. So just stay with me. And based on what he says, which is what really matters here, it'll be worth sticking with me. So here we are watching this encounter in Jerusalem on Shabbat Shuvah between Yeshua, who's bringing the message of Teshuvah to all Israel, and a sick man waiting to be healed. And this question, this amazing, overlooked, underappreciated, absolutely intensely important question is asked, what is that question? Go back. Do you want to get well? Do you want to be healed? Now, 
Don't miss this. One man who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. I don't know about you, but if a great man who was capable of healing asked me, do you want to be healed? 38 years, my answer is yes, please, please. I'll do anything, whatever it takes. Yes, 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 please help me. I want to be healed, please. And his answer Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water stirred up, and while I'm getting in, another steps down before me. Now, we might say, and many do, oh, that, that's so very sad. He was, he was being treated so badly. And he couldn't get there. He was forced to stay in bondage. 38 years he couldn't get there. Oh. But listen to Yeshua's words. They don't sound compassionate. And we'll know why in just one second. What does he say? Oh, poor man. You poor little guy. You've been waiting so long and you've really been suffering. And I know you didn't answer my question. And the answer you did give me was a negative whine. But listen. I know that what you did say, you deflected everything on to everyone else and you have no part to play in it and it's their fault. I get that. And so you know what I'm going to do? Come here, little guy. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to carry you. And I'm going to, because I'm super Mr. Compassion, I'm going to drop you. I'll just lay you right in the water there. Now, is that what he said? Get up. Take your bed and walk. Now, I know what I'm doing right here. I know that I'm, 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 I'm debunking sort of this idea of Yeshua as just everywhere he went, he was weeping and compassionate and always, just always, he was a lover he was, and he was a leader. And do you know what leaders do? They make you own things. A good leader won't let you stumble in your own ignorance. A good leader will get you up and make you own what you need to own. And he was compassionate, and he was full of love, and he also got angry, and he also told people like it is, including his own people, Peter, get behind me, Satan. That's kind of strong. He was a leader. And so what he's saying is, guy, guy, 38 years, do you want to be healed? Get up. Take your mat. Go into the water. Take ownership. It's, it's you. You can do it. You take action. It's time you do something. It's time for action, man. And do you know why? 
the world and so many Messianic believers struggle kind of with this idea of Yom Kippur. There are two reasons. One is ignorance, and I don't mean ignorant in terms of stupid. I mean lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. And the other one is denial. And I ain't talking about a river in Egypt, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Denial. Failure to acknowledge an an unacceptable truth or emotion or to admit it into consciousness used as a defense mechanism. Why do you put yourself under the law with that Yom Kippur thing? Yeshua paid it all. I don't need that. I'm off the hook. I'm free. Who Who the Son has set free is free indeed. Here's an interesting thing. In this life right here, the one we're living, the one you woke up, opened your eyes, breathing, living this life on this planet, Olam Hazeh, we will always have a part to play in the health of our soul. Always. Italian billionaire Brunello Cuccinelli, I have no idea who he is, but I just like this quote. That's maybe kind of dangerous. I don't know if I should do that, but I am quoting Brunello Cuccinelli and qualifying it by saying I don't know who he is. But he says, Italian billionaire on what money can't buy. There are three things you cannot buy. Fitness. You have to keep fit whether you're rich or not. Diet. You cannot pay someone to be on a diet for you. Then, looking after your soul, no one can possibly treat your soul but you yourself. Now, that could be misunderstood for us as Yeshua followers, but I think it actually applies. It makes sense. Now, he's right, but I trust Yeshua as much, much more than Brunello Cuccinelli. So just like he asked this man, 38 years waiting for someone else to fix him, Yeshua's words, man, get up, get up. Take the mat and fix it. Now, let's not miss this. Yeshua is filled with with compassion because he healed him even when he didn't give the right answer. He still empowered him for the change. But the sick man had a part to play. Get up do something, and this part, it's Shabbat Shuva, remember? Yeshua's talking about this to this guy at Shabbat Shuva, remember? This part had to be there. Go to the next slide. Pick up your mat and walk. But the man, they said, who told you this? Because he goes and he's, he's rejoicing and he's telling everyone, I, I was healed. And they said, you can't do that on Shabbat. You can't pick up your mat. Who told you to do that? But this is the point. Remember, it's Shabbat Shuvah. Yeshua's talking to him. He's talking about taking action, getting up, turning. Afterwards, Yeshua finds him in the temple. He said to him, look, you've been healed. Now stop sinning so nothing worse happens to you. Anyone ever like take note of that part? There's something, as a side note, if I can digress very briefly, there's something interesting about that that I told you the old Jewish way of thinking was that sin visits itself upon us physically. That's why the disciples asked him, who sinned that this man was born blind? And he said, no one. This, and 
He doesn't say it, but the implication is in this case, it was so that the kingdom of God could be magnified. But what he's basically saying here to this guy who was an invalid for 38 years after he's been healed, he said, now stop sinning so that something worse doesn't happen. Okay, but that's not what I want to focus on. I just wanted you to see that contextually for the other thing. So that nothing worse may happen to you. Repent. Turn, change, be better on Shabbat Shuvah. Be better. It's, it, it can be that simple. Interesting. And I think this is the part that people miss as it relates to Yeshua in the high holidays and for us today. Listen, I will help you through this process, just like I help this guy. I'm walking through these days with you, the Ruach HaKodesh, Yeshua, the whole concept of the high holidays. And it's important, and yes, Yeshua says to us, yes, you have everlasting life, and that's massively important through me, but there's also this. My good buddy Paul's going to write this a few years from now. In 2 Corinthians 5, where he says, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him, for we must all be appear before the judgment seat of Messiah, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. I constantly say it. I say it over and over and over again. I said it a lot during Hebrews. Olam haba, olam hazeh. Yeshua says a lot about this world and how we live in it and how we function and and it matters what you do or don't do. Doing does matter. And that doesn't mean that you're under the law or living by works or trying to justify yourself through through your deeds. But when it all boils down to it, in these days, it is much more comfortable and easy to say, Yeshua has fixed it all, I'm good. And I'm not really going to do anything. But that's not what Yeshua says. That's not what our rabbi says. That's not what the apostles say. That's not what the Bible says. That's not in there. And that takes consistent, repeated, dedicated action, which starts with the very first one. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. I don't get it, Damien. What does this have to do with the high holidays? First of all, I'm not even like that bad of a person. I mean, all this thing, this focus on sin and like, I'm doing pretty good. I haven't killed anybody. Like I'm not beating people up. I'm not, I even paid my taxes honestly this year for the first time. I mean, I don't, I don't connect with this. Okay, well, listen, maybe that's good. That is good. That's good that you paid the IRS all that they wanted from you. Sins of commission are not the only ones. There are sins of omission. And there are things that we do like being perfectionists to our kids and driving them to a place that they can never achieve because that's just the way you are and you're living not vicariously, stupidly through the expectations of your own children. That's not something I would necessarily say, oh God, I gotta repent. 
heal me. But it's something that needs correction. It's something that needs a turn. It's something that needs me to take a step. I've noticed so much since these high holidays how critical I can be of people for no reason. Like seeing someone wearing something and actually utilizing my breath and brain cells to say out loud to someone else where more than just God can hear me say it, look what that guy is wearing. That is so stupid. That is such a total waste of time and brain space. And that needs correction. And every time now that I'm doing something like that, God is saying, get up. Pick up your mat and walk away from that stupidity. That's not who you are. So I'm not necessarily trying to bore you. Uh, uh, I'm definitely not trying to bore you. I'm not trying to weigh you down in guilt and say, man, read, read this Bible. You're really failing. I'm trying to say that on Shabbat Shuva, Yeshua is saying... Get up, make a turn, let's go forward in a better direction. And that's how the high holidays work for believers in Yeshua. You don't have to take me to Hebrews and talk about him being the high priest. That's not even, I spent four months explaining that before this. This is for you to apply today. And on Tuesday and Wednesday, when we begin to sing, we have sinned. It's relevant. It matters. And here's this clarification. These days are not about guilt. No one wants to feel guilty. Ooh, that, 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 that makes me feel uncomfortable when I have to think about things. Well, guess what? Discomfort is good in, in many circumstances, especially for us. And I can't promise you that you won't feel guilty or uncomfortable in the process. And if you want to run from that, then you can sit there for 38 years too. But when God asks you the question, do you want to be healed? I wouldn't say it's someone else's fault. That wouldn't be my answer. And I wouldn't say I've tried, but you know, people get in my way. I wouldn't say that either. I'd say yes. With all that I have within me, God, right now, today, I want you to heal me. I want you to change me. That's the answer I'd give. I'm trying to give that answer. Listen to what I just said. If I were you, because I already have, because I'm perfect, if, if I were you, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to not wallow in 38 or 47 years of junk. What does Yeshua say to this man? You're such a loser. <laughs> it's disgusting, man. Come on. Listen, when you feel bad enough about yourself, then maybe I'll help you. 
He didn't say that. He didn't even say, do you want to go to heaven when you die? What did he say? You want to be healed? I'll help you. Actually, he didn't say, I'll help you. He just did it. And then said, now get up. Is there anything more high holiday-ish than that? It's not about guilt. I feel sorry for people who miss this opportunity. I really do. Because it is cleansing. It's cleansing. It's good. It feels good. And Yeshua has empowered us for these days, these days of turning and returning. And yeah, there are days for action. So I'm hoping, you ready for this? I'm hoping you'll enjoy Yom Kippur. Talk about an oxymoron. Sort of, not really. I'm hoping that all that it entails with Yeshua to be honest, to redeem our mistakes, to change ourselves, to practice gratitude, to forgive, and just like the man, his mat, and his Messiah, to own it, whatever it is. Just own it. And take up your mat and walk away from it. There you go with that sin thing. Nope. Whatever it is, it's not me to determine. And I think if Yeshua were here with us in the flesh on this Shabbat Shuva and the upcoming next few days of the high holidays, what remains, I think he'd be more than happy to celebrate it with us. Right? The book of Hosea, I said, ends this Haftorah with, he who is wise will consider these words. He who is prudent will take note of them. For the paths of the Lord are smooth. The righteous can walk on them. Sinners stumble. Father God, we want to pick up our mat and walk on the paths of the righteous. Shabbat Shalom. We hope you enjoyed the weekly teaching. We'd love to hear from you with a comment, a prayer request, or questions you might have. We believe the mission and message of Messianic Judaism is something the world needs now. If you enjoy these teachings, would you consider financially supporting the work of Nachamu Ami by visiting our website at www.makingmessianic.com and clicking the Give Online button in the upper right corner. Thank you again for listening. 